Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Thursday the 29th of August. Coming up, Kent businesses react to Parliament being suspended in run-up to Brexit. Business looks for certainty and at the moment there is still... You know, there's uncertainty whether we will, despite what Boris is saying, whether we'll definitely leave on 31st of October. Psychological treatment for sex offenders does work. It's allowing people to reflect on their behaviour and think about their behaviour and think about risky situations in the future that they need to avoid or deal with so that they don't go down the same pathway again. And perfect weather for grain leads to better tasting gin. Think of your garden, really. Uh, It needs plenty of sunshine, um, but it also needs plenty of water at the right time. Kent Online News. There's growing anger today over Boris Johnson's decision to suspend Parliament in the run-up to the Brexit deadline. The Prime Minister insisted it's so he can set out his new programme for the government and denies it's to block attempts to halt a no-deal departure. Thousands of people across the UK have taken to the streets to protest and more than a million have signed a petition calling on Mr Johnson to change his mind. Labour says it'll try to seek an emergency debate on Brexit next Tuesday. In the meantime, we've been finding out how businesses here in Kent have been reacting to the news. Louisa has spoken to Jason Towle from local law firm Crips and Marco Langanaro from Maidstone-based Hospitality Finder. So Jason, I'll, I'll come to you first on yeah. this one. What do you think the reaction has been from Kent businesses on this news? I don't think Kent business mm. reacts to the news immediately in terms of changing strategy. I think we're still looking for um, business looks for certainty and at the moment there is still you know there's uncertainty whether we will despite what Boris is saying whether we'll definitely leave on 31st of October and more importantly if we are leaving on 31st of October whether we are leaving with a deal or without a deal and there are huge differences between that so at the moment a lot of the businesses that we are dealing with are sort of in a bit of a wait and see which I think is resulting in less investment at the moment because they just don't know what is going to happen. But there is still a lot of business activity out there. Oh, we saw the pound drop yeah. off the back of this announcement. Marco, for instance, what, what do you make of the announcement? Um, I think it raises more questions than it does answers, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think it really kind of changes everything. We've seen um, the government been looking at this, op- this option for a while now, so we kind of knew it was coming. And obviously with the pound dropping earlier on, everybody's kind of looking at it, sit, waiting to see what happens next. So I'm not entirely convinced that anybody's actually going to do anything just yet. But as Jason said, I think people are going to be patient, look at it, see how things adjust over the next coming days and weeks, and maybe make some decisions based on that information then. And Jason, in terms of your outlook uh, to the next couple of months, do you see us leaving on the 31st? <laughs> well, if I knew the answer to that. Um, I, I think now we will. I think it's increasingly difficult for people to stop us leaving, whether that's with an alternative deal or without a deal. I think there's, uh, on the side of sort of the government is more focused and has a clear, you know, united front at the moment and how to leave. Whereas those in parliament are seeking to prevent us leaving or only to leave with a deal, have a series of different objectives, Labour, Lib Dems and a few those in the Tory party. So I think we will leave. Um, and if we leave without a deal, I think for businesses, that I, I believe that would be a hugely bad thing. 
And, and Mark, I can see you nodding your head there. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, uh, from hospitality from the point of view, we've been doing our preparation and, and our work years in advance. You know, ever since the referendum in the first place, we've been looking at the trends, we've been looking at how the business operates, not just in a year and year, but on a month by month. And from a completely selfish point of view, we know that we're pretty well prepared for what the next three months and six months and a couple of years look like for us. So we're going into it fairly confident. Totally appreciate that, obviously, um, the government and the MPs, is, it's a divided society at the minute, and somebody just needs to kind of take ownership of it and just give us the certainty that we need. But ultimately, I think businesses in general tend to be quite confident going into a little bit of uncertainty. We'll bring you all the latest on our Brexit page at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, the family of a six-year-old boy who died after falling into the River Stour in Sandwich are calling for more safety measures in the area. Lucas Dobson's body was found last week, four days after he was swept away by the strong current. His parents say there should be more life rings and warning signs near the water. A homeless man who robbed shops in Folkestone earlier this year, armed with things like screwdrivers and scissors, has been locked up. Kevin Moss, who's 29, has been sentenced to six years behind bars. His lawyer says he was trying to fund his drug addiction. A 20-year-old Whitstable man who died suddenly while on holiday in Croatia has been described by his family as a kind, loving, gentle soul. Felix Lewis died on a beach after being pulled from the sea by his parents. It's still not known how he died. A second post-mortem is due to take place in the UK within the next few days. Researchers at the University of Kent say psychological treatment for sexual and violent offenders does work. They looked at around 55,000 criminals in five countries. Professor Theresa Gannon led the study. The results were really um, exciting actually because what we found was overall across all the different types of programmes over a five and a half year period um, for those people who've been treated with one of those programmes um, only 13.4% went on to reoffend, and for those who had never received such a programme um, 19.4% went on to reoffend, and that's a relative reduction in reoffending of around 30%. So what we can say from this is that the psychological offence-focused treatments are actually reducing offence-specific reoffending. So they're reducing sexual offending for people who've sexually offended, they're reducing domestic violence for people who've um, been domestically violent in the past, and they're reducing general violence for people who've been generally violent in the past. We believe it's because of, well, one of the reasons we, we think it is, is because obviously it's allowing people to reflect on their behaviour and think about their behaviour and think about risky situations in the future that they need to avoid or deal with so that they go, don't go down the same path, pathway again. Um, the other interesting finding that we had from our study was that treatment was way more effective if you had an experienced licensed psychologist involved in treating those people in hands-on therapy so there's been a real wave um, of you know correctional services across the world trying to save money by putting in what we call power professionals and these are people who may have received just a few weeks training in psychology what our study showed was that if you are trained and licensed as a psychologist and you have an involvement in the therapy, it's more likely to work. I don't think you can ever 
remove the thought or the urge to reoffend. So what we would teach people in offence focus programs usually is that if they have a thought or an urge to reoffend, how would they be able to deal with that? So for example, you know, um, distraction techniques, um, learning to allow a thought to occur but not having to act on it, those types of things. So it's about teaching people if you have a similar thought or something come up in the future, how can you deal with it, who can you contact, who's there to support you and giving them other options that may not have been available to them previously. Kent Online News. A music festival due to be held on the Kent coast next weekend has been cancelled. The organisers of Wheels and Fins in Broadstairs say it's with absolute heartbreaking agony they're having to scrap the event because of what they're calling financial constraints. They say they're devastated to disappoint loyal ticket holders. Police are looking for the rider of a motorbike who reportedly disappeared after being involved in a crash with a car in Gillingham. Their passenger was taken to hospital with a leg injury after it happened in Victoria Street overnight. £60 million is going to be spent on improving Kent's main roads over the next two years. The county council's announced plans to resurface parts of the A2, A26 and A28. Work's also going to be done to improve drainage, renew crash barriers and repair footpaths. A Gravesend man's had cash stolen after two Two men called at his house saying they needed to check work they'd done on his roof. Police are telling people to be on their guard after it happened in Rochester Road on Tuesday. A woman who used to live on the streets in Dover is cycling to Glasgow and back to raise awareness of homelessness. Becky Presley set off today on the 1,700-mile journey and is aiming to highlight the issues women in particular face while sleeping rough. The 28-year-old will be visiting charities and shelters on the way to hear people's stories. She told us how she ended up on the streets. For the last 10 years, I've suffered with alcoholism and it was two and a half years ago, I just hit rock bottom and I lost everything. So that's how it all ended, it all stemmed up to homelessness. I had to go into like cemeteries and into the woods and stuff because obviously when you're in doorways and stuff, you, you see that you're homeless, but that's not safe at all. So I chose to hide away, to keep myself safe. And I think that took it harder for me to get help. The women that I know, who I slept rough with, they went through um, domestic with partners. Um, that resulted due to homelessness, because they had to leave the partner. And there's also waiting lists, you know, for the domestic shelters and stuff. So that was, that was a main part. And um, the trauma and the fear of men. So I think that's what makes it hugely difficult. Because obviously um, most soup kitchens are dominated by men. And yeah, you're an easy target really when you're a woman. I only learned how to ride a bike five months ago and I've only had five months training. So um, yeah, it's, it's quite big. You can see a map of her roots in our story online. Kent Online reports. A man says it's sexist. He wasn't allowed into a branch of Tesco in Lordswood in Chatham shirtless, but his wife, who had a bikini top on, was. Bosses at Tesco HQ say it's up to individual stores to come up with a dress code. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of the county's newest pub. The owner of the Pig and Stye in Betherston spent more than a million 
£10,000 converting it from an Indian restaurant. It opens next month. Now in football, Gillingham's League One match against Bolton at Priestfield will go ahead on Saturday. The visitors have been taken over, meaning they won't now be kicked out of the league. And finally today, we're told a bumper grain harvest in Kent this year will lead to great tasting gin. A mix of hot sunny weather and downpours of rain have created the perfect conditions for crops. Matthew Russell is the founder of the Copper Rivet Distillery in Chatham. Well obviously grain is, uh, if, if you like, it's grass um, and uh, think of your garden really. Uh, it needs plenty of sunshine um, but it also needs plenty of water at the right time. Um, so obviously just before harvest is not a good time. It makes everything damp uh, and, and you can't harvest. Um, but the, the, the timing of when we've had the, the, the weather so far uh, and then the sunshine to dry out that, that, that rain uh, has been perfect this year. They'll apparently be able to make more gin this year and it'll be a higher quality. Alan Ossington is from a nearby farm which grows the grain for Copper Rivet. He told us what stage of the process they're at. We're actually harvesting. We're, we're harvesting our spring barley um, which is at the moment is going extremely well. Obviously we've got the perfect weather for it now. Uh, probably two days, another two days, maybe three days and we should be finished. Generally it's, it's looking pretty well. That's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to Kent Online News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.